Can't thank you for a better song. Matt, thank you for sharing that with us today. What a blessing. Thank you, thank you. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Well, last week we had communion, and um, it was a wonderful time. I want to, under God's leading this morning, preach a message that could have been preached last week. But we're still early into the new year, and um, under God's leading this week, I, I reverted back to this message that I wanted to preach last week, but it must be meant to be preached this week. I want you to take some notes. I, I encourage you to do that. I know there are people that say, preacher, you shouldn't give out a handout because they don't pay attention. They doodle on the paper too much, but I'm going to take the opposite direction on that. I believe that we can learn more when we write stuff down, and I hope that's the case. Message entitled, What's Being Recorded? What's being recorded? I think you'll agree that we live in a record-keeping age. A record-keeping age. For instance... Before a child is even born this day and time, medical records have already begun to take place. This day and time, moms and dads can see pictures of their son or daughter before they, were e- they are even born. It always has amazed, amazed me. Academic records are kept from the very first time your son or daughter or even us entered kindergarten all the way through college in the, the academic records. Think about businessmen and women who, who keep financial records to, to see if there is a loss or a profit for the year. Even criminals, their records kept on criminals, those who break the law. And as I thought about this week, uh, the, I began to look at, at God's Word and, and see how the Bible, God's Word, speaks of the fact that God keeps a record not only of our deeds in which you and I do, but also on our thoughts, those things that we think about, and our motives, the things that we do. Why do we do what we do? And whether we like it or not, Scripture tells us that one day, one day sooner than later, we will face our very own record. 
Now, the record for 2017, of course, has already been written. And we're 14 days into 2018. So let me say this. Let's not look back, but let's look ahead. Even though 2017 may have been a good year for you, I'm not making light of that. And yes, it's important, but not nearly as important as what you and I hope to do and hope to be in this new year, 2018, and in the years to come. I chose an Old Testament scripture this morning, Deuteronomy chapter 10. Those of us who are in the read, the, uh, read the Bible in 90 days read this this week. And it really spoke to my heart. Deuteronomy chapter 10. I want to just read two verses, verse 12 and 13. It says this, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God? to walk in all His ways and to love Him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and His statutes, which I command you today for your good. The Word of the Lord. And God, we are so thankful that this is Your Word. It's not man's Word. God, it's Your Word, and You wrote it. It's true, and we must believe it. We must live by it. And those people who call themselves Christians are doing just that. That is my prayer. In your name we pray. Amen. God's record book. God's record book. What has been recorded, what is being recorded, and what will be recorded in the future about your life and about my life. Boy, have you ever thought about sitting back and if it were possible to hit a rewind button and rewind about five or ten years ago and then hit the play button and sit back and see what it would involve? Mm, We don't like to do that sometimes. But I want to ask just a few questions as you fill in some blanks this morning. Would God's record book declare our salvation? Would it record our salvation? Now, all of us know when we were born. We know our birthday. We look forward to that because we're going to get gifts and presents and all those good things. It's a date we'll always remember. But I I was thinking this week, what about our spiritual birth date? The time when we became a child of God. The time we said yes to Christ Jesus. The time when we realized that God's Word is true. And as we take a trip down the Romans road, if you will, of Romans 3.23 that says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then we go over to Romans 6.23 that says, But the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And then we see Romans 5, 8 that tells us that God demonstrates His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then in Romans 10, 9 and 10, 
that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then in verse 13, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Revelation 20:15. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Is your name, is my name written in the book of life? Of life, would God's record book declare our salvation? Would it be? Would it record where we have called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to save us from our sins? Secondly, would God's record book declare our obedience? Boy, you've been reading in the ninety-day reading. You, you've seen some disobedience, haven't you, from the nation, the children of Israel? And boy, how they'll go their own way and. And, and God will get their attention. Remember Samuel, whom the Lord sent to anoint Saul as the first king of Israel. And if you read that story, you go back and read it, and it's coming in our reading very soon. We know that Saul, he had a problem with being obedient to the Lord in all things. And that prompted Samuel to ask Saul a question. In 1 Samuel 15, 22, this is what Samuel said. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Not only does he ask it, but he answers the question. He says, Behold, to obey, you know it, is better than sacrifice. Remember, Jesus himself said in John 14 and 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. Now, why is obedience, church, essential? Why is it necessary? Because it is the reason, the only reason we have success in our service to God, being obedient. What else does obedience do? It enables the child of God, those of us who are believers, to be fruitful as servants of God and to be of help to other people. Now, guess what? There's the flip side of that word obedience, and it is disobedience. You've heard that before? Have we been that before? Have we been disobedient before? A guilty as charged. As I thought about obedience versus disobedience, I began to think and I, I began to, uh, to think in my heart and in my life this week that disobedience, maybe you agree with this, is causing Christianity to be more and more a minority movement in our world today. Disobedience. Would God's record book declare our obedience? Would God's record book lastly declare our faithfulness? Our faithfulness. I want us to get a good grip on this, okay? Faithfulness in our worship. Faithfulness in our worship. Now let me say this. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is a lifestyle. It's not something that Christians do just on Sundays in a building we call the church. 
I found some interesting thoughts describing worship. Let, let me share those with you right quick. Uh, these are not my thoughts. These are some uh, other thoughts from people on worship. Worship is an overflow from our heart in response to God's love, grace, mercy, and personal care for our life. It is a state of praise, reverence, gratitude, joy, need, surrender, and love all in one. Isn't that good? So I ask myself this question, and I ask us today, how often is worship revealed in our life? Look at the book of Psalms, if you will. Psalm 95. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. Verse 6, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Chapter 96, verse 4, For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. And then in verse 150, excuse me, chapter 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Faithful in our worship. What about faithful in our church attendance? I love this passage in Hebrews. And again, don't, don't misunderstand here. I, I, I would never tell you, and I think you would agree with this, that coming to church saves anybody. It's not salvation coming to church. It's not salvation. But what encouragement do we get from church? All throughout Scripture, it makes reference to being together, to fellowshipping one with another. Folks, if I could not meet with you on Sundays and Wednesdays, I don't know what I would do. Honestly. I say that with a sincere heart. I love being around you people. I told somebody just this week, <clears throat> unfortunately, church is not a place to visit. I don't get to spend as much time with you people during, at church as I do going and sitting in your home. But it's a good place for us to fellowship and encourage. Hebrews 10, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Here we go, verse 24. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. How do we stir up love? How do we stir up good works among each other? Here it is in verse 25. By not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day 
approaching. Stirring up love. Stirring up good works by assembling ourselves together. That's what the Scripture says. Faithful in church attendance. What about faithful in our prayer life? What's our prayer life like? I can tell you this, husbands and wives, if you don't communicate with your spouse, that lack of communication, not going to work. Not going to work. Same holds true for our communication with God. Matthew 6, 6 says, Jesus, Jesus speaking, But when you pray, go into your room, and when you sh- have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. How, how, about, how, how about how often do we pray? How often do we pray? How often do we talk and listen to God? First Thessalonians 5, 17 tells us to pray without ceasing. That's an all-the-time attitude of prayer. Are, are we praying for God's church here at Midway? I, I just want to ask us all, how often are we praying for this body at Midway? Are we praying for God's will in our own life? As Jesus did, remember what Jesus said? Father, not my will, but what? Yours be done. Matthew 14, 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he, Jesus, went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Jesus prayed? He sure did. He sure did. Now when evening came, he was alone there. Faithful in our prayer life. And lastly, faithful in our reading and studying God's Word. Many of us, Well, let me back up. God has given us the opportunity to read the Bible as a church in 90 days. And we're into day 15 now, beginning tomorrow. We're into day 15. And many of us have taken that challenge to read and to study God's Word. So I ask us in this new year, how about our hunger for God's Word? How often are we reading God's Word? Not only that, are we obeying what we're reading in His Word? Are we allowing God's Holy Word, which is true, to lead us, to guide us, to direct us in our life? Is God's Word truly affecting, get this, affecting how we live? Can we say with the psalmist, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. John 8, 31, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Romans 10, 17, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hebrews 4, 12, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Now listen to what else Scripture does. 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17, It's given by inspiration of God. All Scripture. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, in how to live. That the man of God or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So if we're going to be equipped for daily living, for righteous living, reading God's Word has got to be a part of us. So let me conclude this way. Let's continue to be honest with self. Because I know you're honest with me and I always want to be honest with you. But let's be honest with self this morning. 
and ask, does God's record book declare our salvation? Does it declare our obedience? Does it declare our faithfulness in worship, in church attendance, in our prayer life, in our reading and studying God's holy word? If not, if not, guess what? It's never too late to start. It's never too late to start. Let's let 2018, beginning on 1-14-2018, be the year that God's record book can declare all of these things that we talked about this morning. Can we commit to that? Don't commit to me. Don't even get, commit to one another. But commit to God. <coughs> commit to God. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for the message Lord, uh, what, what a wonderful message you have brought to us today. Holy Spirit, you are, you are, you are real. You are, you are active. You are among us today. I, I sense it. I sense your presence, oh God. And Father, my prayer beginning in my very own life, my prayer is that your record book does declare salvation, obedience, and faithfulness in my life. But I also pray for each one here today that their record book would declare their salvation, their obedience, their faithfulness. Lord, it's God, God is not about impressing somebody, but God is uh, it's about living a life in Christ. It's about us letting go and letting... You have free reign in our life to lead us, guide us, and direct us in the way that you want us to go. So, Father, continue to challenge us as we commit to serving you in this brand new year, 2018. We pray in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen.